Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. Recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster. He is the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? I'm not moss on somebody's ass, right? That's true. And I've decided that we'll just call you the greatest spine buster dude there ever was. How's that? Is that a better compliment? Awesome. The master of the spine buster. I mean, think about all the people you've influenced. We're not even going to just talk about FTR, but all the little stuff, a real innovator. I mean, by God, you founded the four horsemen. Those words fell out of your mouth first. And that's probably a better comment than, or compliment than saying you grow on people like Moss. So my apologies for last week. Well done. Good. See, that wasn't hard. But hard, I can do it. I'll put you over all the time. It's true. Never, it's never where you can hear it, <laughs> but I do. Well, I appreciate that, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk about July of 1988. If you haven't checked out last week's episode, please do, because we talk about starting the great American bash tour, but now we're going to pick up where we left off uh, on the first. We're in Norfolk, Virginia, and it's the eight man steel cage match. You, Flair, Wyndham, and JJ losing to Sting, Luger, and the Road Warriors on top. Do you know why some of the cities got steel cage matches and others got war game matches? Does that make sense to you? Um, yeah, I don't know what the conversation would have been. I don't know if it was logistics of the arena. Uh, I don't know if it was, you know, if you took the war game setup 
somewhere too far away? Was it going to be difficult to get it back to the for the next town or two? You know, there's a lot of common sense things that I think could have been figured in, but not sure. I think I think if you were going to make a big city and a big venue and maybe a place we had been to not too long ago that might have needed a shot in the arm, maybe it got the war games. Something special. Sounds feasible. I totally agree. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, in terms of preparing for all of these cage matches, there is just, um, and maybe there's not, I don't know. I've never done it, but it feels as if with all these cage matches, there's an expectation that guys are going to be bleeding, but if you're doing it over and over and over night after night, are there certain precautions you want to take as a performer? Who's going to be asked to do that favor and time honor tradition or whatever we want to call it, because you want to, on the other end of this tour, come out looking somewhat like you're supposed to, uh, is there a neosporin routine or what does that look like? Everybody in the business should have, and probably did have a couple of tubes of neosporin okay. in their back. You had uh, hydrogen peroxide. Some had uh, rubbing alcohol. And the, the key was, man, is after the match, those mats are very, very dirty. And when you were hitting cages with your back and your shoulder, and it wasn't just your head you were bleeding from, we all had skin up, uh, elbows and things. Main thing is take a long, long soapy shower and keep those injuries neosporined up. Neosporin is, is, is a miracle drug for those folks out there that I'm sure all athletes know about it, but it is a, it is a wonder drug and it will heal stuff up overnight, believe it or not. And uh, the main thing is, was just keeping them clean. Keep your injuries clean from day to day. So let's, um, let's talk about the TV uh, that it's going to air the next day. First, we have all the horsemen together, hyping up, uh, the great American bash tour. It's about a minute and a half. Let's take a listen here. But the bottom line is Luger, I specialize in being the winner and these gentlemen right there. And I'm talking horsemen. Right, James? The great American bash is here, but nothing's changed because the horsemen got all the gold. Isn't that right, boy? That's what it's all about. Everybody wants to take the horsemen down. Everybody wants to take all the belts, all the gold, all the bragging rights. But nobody's done it yet because you can't do it. You just aren't good enough to take the horsemen down off the pedestal we put ourselves on. But now you want to talk fighting. You want to put cages up. Talk about the war games, big man. Tony Schiavone. Every single night of this summer, we are faced with Rhodes, Sting, Luger, Nikita, the Road Warriors. And every single morning, I roll out in sections. My chiropractor is getting rich. But the bottom line is, we expect to get hurt. We don't mind getting hurt. Because of the end of the bashes, we will still be the 
going today. Man, watching that back, and you're going to be able to see that clip over at the Orange Show on Twitter. Go find it. My goodness. Everybody, all smiles, grinning ear to ear, whether it's JJ or Rick or Tully or Barry. Is this, and I realize that there are some business issues that you're going to have to address here in a few months with Crockett Promotions. We're, again, we're in early July here, but this feels like, I don't know, the end of an era, maybe as good as it ever was. I mean, maybe the time of your life, right? Yeah. And it, you know, there was nothing in the back of our head about leaving at this point. You know, okay. business, business was good. We were making money. You know, there had been a, you know, a couple of glitches of, of, we should have got more than what we did and, and things of that nature. And maybe we weren't getting treated exactly right as far as working with different guys and, and finishes and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, at this point in time, business was on fire and it was still fun. And we were, you know, we're kicking ass. No doubt. And it's super fun to see. And it's super fun to hear. Next from worldwide, this airs the same weekend, July 2nd, 1988. You and Tully have a promo more specifically about hanging on to these tag titles throughout the bash tour. It's a couple minutes here. Let's take a listen. The world tag team champions, two of the four horsemen with JJ Dillon. The question is that everybody's asking, can you men make it through the great American bash as the world tag team champions? David Crockett, you look at Tully Blanchard, you look at Arn Anderson, and you say they don't have a body of a Luger or the Road Warriors. They don't have a flash of the sting. They don't have that gift of gab and charisma of a Dusty Rhodes. And you wonder, you think to yourself, how in God's name they could ever win a match. And night after night after night, when that referee, no matter how bad the taste in his mouth, has to keep raising our hands and hand us that gold that affords us a half a million dollars in income, you got to wonder to yourself, what is the reason? You ever heard of what a team is, David? You ever look up what a team is? A team is two or more individuals pulling for the same goal. It's not wondering, do I look better than my partner? Am I bigger than my partner? Do I have prettier paint? Do I have more charisma? It's pulling for the same thing. And in the great American matches, whether it's in Tampa, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, it doesn't matter. The team, I'm talking about the premier team that goes in with a gold will come out with a gold. Because if you know anything about incumbents, it's real hard to unseat an incumbent, and that's us. Tell him, Tully. You know, Double A, you sit back here in the monitor room and you listen to Sting try to get articulate and get fancy with his words. Well, Sting, we aren't fancy. You want to talk about cheating? We cheat better than anybody. We're the best at what we do. We can wrestle better than anybody. We can cheat better than anybody. We can backstab better than anybody. We can attack in alleys better than anybody. That's why we're on top. That's why all your guys are talking about us. We are the best. We carry the gold out here. That's why when you walk the aisle in Baltimore, you want to take us down so you can walk out here and say, we're the best. We took them down. But you can't do it, and you haven't done it yet. You've talked big. All the rest of you guys talk big, but you've come up this much short. You haven't got the job done yet. So you talk about if we can get through the bashes. Guys, you look in the mirrors and you look at each other. Can you guys get through the bashes? David Crockett, you know what the high point of our day is? When we 
we check into the finest hotel in town and somebody hollers, hey, champ, we all turn around. All right. The Great American Bash coming your way. Man, what a great line. Somebody yells, hey, champ, and we all turn around. <laughs> That's good stuff right there, dude. Not bad, huh? I love that kid, it. That Anderson guy might have a career. He might have a shot at it. What do you think? I think he grows up. Oh, never mind. Uh, that night in Charlotte. In front Off the of mall my- shit again. <laughs> thousand people at Memorial. You thought you were going to sneak it in. I can every now and again. Megan lets me. Well, let's move on. Uh, the war games continues. The horsemen lose this time to the team of Dusty, Luger, Sting, Koloff, and Ellering. Uh, does anyone object to the, the string of losses? I mean, do the heels need a win here at some point, or is it just a function of you got to send them home happy? And if we're going on last, that's just what the doctor ordered. Buy me a Bentley and I'll let you get away with it too. Okay. See, you failed to put that out there. <laughs> Uh, we got beat every night, you know, if you, if you go back and other than the nights that we were world tag team champions, or if you had a title, we pretty much got beat every night. And, um, as long as they would give us, and people don't believe this, but you can just look at this three years as, as your God, if they would give us interview time, let us have an enhancement match with a couple of guys kick the shit out of somebody and then go talk about our matches that we're going to have upcoming and that night and next week and all that, man, we were good to go. And that was the formula that worked, but we got beat every night by the top guys. If it wasn't a DQ and a run in and we ended up getting run off and another comeback by baby faces, making the save, it worked. It just worked. No doubt it works. It worked for me. Uh, this is just great stuff to go back and watch. I'm glad we're getting a chance to do it here. Um, June, I'm sorry, July 3rd, you're in Amarillo sellout crowd, 6,000 fans. You and Tully are going to lose to sting and Dr. Death on the 4th of July. You do 5,000 fans, uh, in Dallas the next night on the fifth, we're in Miami with the exact same match. Um, are you changing these matches up every night? They're not televised. They're live events. Uh, or are you just really trying to fine tune the perfect match thinking, well, we might do this on TV. So let's do what we did last night, but try to make it a little more efficient or improve, or improve upon it. Well, if you had a gap, like from Dallas to Miami, you probably weren't going to have any crossover fans. Yeah. Pretty safe. You could have close to the same match, but one thing you find out, you know, when you got comfortable in the ring and you're, you know, you're, you're getting pretty good at what you do. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's fun to go out and change stuff up on the fly. Yeah. If you just have a formula and you literally go move for move, it takes the fun out of it because it's an ad lib business. When this business is at its best and always remember this Conrad, no matter how it evolves going forward, when our business is the most fan-friendly, talent-friendly, viewer-friendly, it's when a lot of what you see is ad-lib because guys are making it up as they go. And once you get polished and you get good at this, you're able to do that. And that's when you're not running through. A, it's like a promo. If somebody hands you four-sheet promo, 
and you just memorize it and run through it, that's the way it's going to look. It's going to look like you're reading off a teleprompter. When you're out there just working and playing off of the audience and giving them what you know they want and reacting to the whatever uh, action they give you, you know, coming from the audience, that's when it's fun to watch and that's when it's fun to, to perform. And uh, that's it. So over to Tampa on the 6th of July and back to war games, we got 4,500 fans this time. Kevin Sullivan is going to replace JJ, but the horsemen again, lose to dusty Nikita Luger and the road warriors. Uh, why Kevin Sullivan here? Just because it's Tampa and that's his old stomping grounds. And it just makes sense. No trans. Oh, there you go. Sure. He was available. Everybody knew who he was. He probably at that time, probably lived there. I would imagine. Couldn't have been far. I mean, he, he used to be a, a major beach bomb down there, right? Yeah, he had a place. I know he had a place in Daytona, and I know he had a place down in the Keys. So he was between one of those places. It was been an easy shot for him to get to. Uh, let's uh, keep it going here and mention that uh, you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, the next night with Dusty, Nikita, Sting, and Luger defeating you, Tully, Arn, or you're you, you know what I mean, and Flair, standard eight-man tag. <laughs> Uh, July 8th in Pittsburgh, the road warriors defeat you and Tully, uh, in 13 minutes and seven seconds. And you're really killing yourself, uh, you know, night after night, zigzagging the country, a lot of cage matches, a lot of blood, but most of these arenas are under 5,000 fans. Um, and you're saying at this point, it still hasn't really entered your mind that, Hey man, maybe this isn't working out. Is that because the payoff hasn't come just quite yet? Yeah, and still five thousand. It's not. It's not your biggest that you've had, but it's. It ain't still, bad. Still ain't bad, and although five thousand are there because they want to be there, and they are electric. Well, that's part of the fun. I mean, most of the fun. Uh, on July 9th, there's local TV in Oakland, and they start airing promos for the Bass Show that's coming up on August sixth, and we're trying to get the hype out early. You know, sell these tickets in advance. And they show this promo with you and Barry in front of a chain link fence is phenomenal. Again, the sitting there nationally, it was on localized TV. We're going to post it over at the orange show. You got to see this, but here's the audio. It's a minute and a half. Let's take a listen. You know, in Oakland, California, the people there love the bad guys. <laughs> and that's exactly what we are. When we step into the war games, everyone expects us to be the dirty deed doers. And I'll tell you what. That's exactly the way it is. The four horsemen are not known for being a bunch of panty waste. When they step into the ring, they kick tail. Now, Lex Luger, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering are not used to that. Now, they get out here and they flex and they say that they're going to win and that they're going to destroy the four horsemen. But you know, nine times out of ten, they don't hold up their end of the bargain. The horsemen are in there to do one thing, and that is to win. And that's the reason that I am with the horsemen. You know, I used to sit over there in the other dressing room, and I'd get butterflies when I had to face the horsemen. But now that I'm one of them, no more butterflies, pallies. Greatest physiques in all the sports are all on their team. But the bottom line is we love Alzado, 
We love Bo Jackson. I'm a fruitcake for Snake Stabler. We've always liked the dirtiest players of the game. I've got Jack Tatum's picture all over my wall. You know, I'm kind of like Stabler, you know. You love Stabler. But what we're telling you, Oakland, when we come to town, the dirtiest players of the game are going to take the war games as the biggest challenge of our life. We got butterflies. We're going to overcome them because we're hurting somebody in Oakland. Man, how great is that? Think we're a baby face, is that mine? I mean, my goodness. Listen to you. Who don't love the, the Raiders, for God's sakes? I'm talking about the old school Raiders. Right. Jack Tatum, assassin. That's good stuff, man. I loved it. It, it aired uh, locally on uh, July 9th, 1988. Go look at this. It, it's it's kind of silly, kind of hokey, but kind of awesome. What do you think about doing a promo behind the chain link fence? Who are you calling hokey? Well, I'm just saying these days, I mean, I loved it as a kid. And I used to say the first time I saw that was probably like, I don't know, Macho Man and Queen Cherry or something, maybe the next year. But they were just going bananas behind that steel cage. And it just made me laugh <laughs> uh, now as an adult to go back and watch it. But I just think about that means somewhere you guys had a couple of guys on the side holding up a panel of a chain link fence. <laughs> it, the, the, the reality of what it looks like behind the scenes and what it looks like on the camera are probably two totally different things. And it was a, it was come on face and it was a little bit tongue in cheek. That was the whole point. Yeah. But you know, you had to, at some point you had to pull it back in and reel it in and go, Hey, you know, somebody going to get hurt in this cage, but you could make it fun prior to that. And, and it got your attention, by the way, if you're just casually watching and then you see the cage, I mean, that's really part of the draw. Part of the attraction, right? Is the cage. Yeah. Because you, you could barely see through it. And that right. was, you know, it was not great quality work. <laughs> it was supposed to be grainy and look funky and look a little bit hokey and, and it did. And, but it, you know, what, if you were just, if you didn't have the show on, you were flipping channels, you went, what the hell is that? And it would freeze you. Nobody was flipping channels on those deals. No, they were not. No, they were not. Go check it out at the Arn show. Uh, and, and I guess we should mention that, uh, uh, you guys are going to have a big night in Philly. It's a vacant six man tag team title match with dusty and the road warriors defeating you Tully and flair in a steel cage match. The winner's going to come out as the champs. All of a sudden dusty and the road warriors are the six man tag champs. I don't think anybody's talking about the powers of pain anymore, huh? No, old dudes. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of people lining up to challenge them. Do you? Uh, no, I don't think I'd <laughs> want to wrestle the road warriors, uh, at any point in any, in any town for any reason, for any amount of money. No, thanks. And dusty, uh, their other partner that, why don't I just stick my head in the window fan, see what's on the other side. You know, speaking of, of sticking your head in a fan, you and I have become big fans of chili sleep. Yes. My goodness. And we love talking about chili sleep specifically because we're sleeping better than ever. And if you're like Arn and I, and you like to sleep cold, or maybe your wife likes to sleep warm, buddy, chili sleep to the rescue. Here's what Arn and I know. We get better sleep when it's cool. We want to bring down our body temperature. That's where we get that deep sleep. And I got to tell you, Arn, before I had a chili sleep, I didn't dream. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm just saying, I realize now I wasn't getting the best quality sleep. Now I'm getting that rim sleep. I have bright, vivid, colorful dreams. Now last night I slept eight hours. 
a year ago, pre chili sleep, that was not the case, but now thanks to chili sleep. And I've got the Uller, I've got a temperature controlled mattress topper. It fits over my existing mattress. It gives me my ideal sleep temperature. You may like to sleep at a different temperature. You and I have a friend, Arn, who likes to sleep at 50 degrees. I can't believe that's a thing. Crazy ass Tony Shivani cranks his all the way up. He wants it as hot as possible. I don't even know why we're friends with that guy. The point is everybody has their own ideal sleep temperature and you can customize it for yourself here. We want to help you fall asleep, stay asleep and give you the confidence to power through your day and chilly sleep makes that happen. So imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chilly sleep can make that happen. Head on over to chillysleep.com forward slash R and to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for R and listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Chili sleep, man. There's nothing better than a good night's sleep, right? Arn? I wish you hadn't told me that about Tony. I know, right? It's hard to even be friends with that guy. Knowing he wants to get in a hot bed. What? I, like I, used, I used to like him. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know about, I don't know about me anymore, but no, thanks. Pass. Well, he can just lay there and just lay in a puddle of sweat. That's what he wants. Uh, what do you remember about this night? Uh, Road Warriors and, and Dusty Rhodes beating you guys for the six-man tag team straps. Well, they just, it's like they brought, you know, the best out in Dusty. Dusty brought, you know, those guys were showing out for him in the ring. And it was like, shit, I don't know. We were just tackling dummies for the night, to be honest with you. They were at their best when they were together. For whatever reason, they just they just brought the best out in each other. I'm sure Dusty was probably painted up in World Warrior paint that night. Wouldn't you think? Oh, I'm sure of it. I mean, no mistake. Uh, July 10th, and for the first time, the Great American Bash is presented on pay-per-view. So as a reminder, the night before is when you guys were in Philly and the whole six-man tag thing happens, and now it's time for a pay-per-view. But finally... You guys are getting the chance to run a pay-per-view with no Vince McMahon. Let me add some context. Starcade 87 was supposed to be the big daddy. And of course, Vince McMahon created unbelievably the survivor series fast forward. And you guys say, well, screw that. We'll just do our own bunkhouse stampede. Can't mess with us. Well, he created the Royal rumble and gave it away for free. You see, he didn't let, or the pay-per-view companies didn't let him play that game, but USA network did. So he ran WrestleMania and you guys ran the clash. It's a giant pissing contest, but finally great American bash 1988. It's the first time Vince is not running a free show on TV. Vince is not running a pay-per-view. Now we finally get to see what's going to happen and what happens 13,000 fans in Baltimore and to open the pay-per-view it's you and Tully uh, defending your tag team straps against sting and Nikita. What's the, uh, what's the mood? What's the tone and tenor? What's the vibe as you head into the great American bash here in, in, in front of 13,000 fans. And, you know, Vince is not competing with us. And knowing that Baltimore fans are rabid, 13,000 of them is going to be unbelievable. I mean, that's the reason we do this day after day, week after week year after year, decade after decade. Sure, you know, you make a nice living. You have a lot of notoriety. Uh, There's so many pluses. 
the one thing keeps you coming back, Conrad, is going through that curtain with a house like that. Those people completely out of their minds. And when you come back through the curtain, it's equally just as ballistic. And when once you part that curtain, you ain't got to ask anybody what you think or how, how it was, you know. And uh, that's what we're looking at that night. So let's talk about it. We're going to uh, finish the show up here or the match. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, about a minute and a half worth of audio we want to play. But as a reminder, we're picking up in progress towards the end. Nikita Koloff uh, and, and Sting taking on the tag champs, Tully and Arn here in Baltimore. Great American Bash 88. a dusty finish, if you will. Uh, it looked as if, you know, Tully Blanchard's in the scorpion death lock. And finally the baby faces are going to, you know, take these tag straps away from these mouthy horsemen. And that's not the case. The dreaded time limit expiration saves the day saved by the bell. You might even say here, what'd you think of that creative? I think it worked. I think it worked too. Meltzer dug it too. He gave it three and a quarter stars. But that Baltimore crowd, man, they were hot. Were they not? Hell yes, they're hot. And it, it sounded like we built it <clears throat> properly. And that hold went on right at the proper time. And God, for it to be, what was the 30 minute time limit? Yeah. Yeah. You could have finishes like that if you had the right guys and you built it right and the excitement was right because people lose track of time until suddenly they go, five minutes left. Well, they go, hmm. But when they get down to one minute remaining, man, the volume went up. And a minute can seem like a long time. And Sting had that hold over. Nobody got out of it. That had to be the finish. They weren't expecting the time to run out, I don't think. 
Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. Let's talk about uh, other things that happened on the show here. Uh, You've got the Midnight Express defeating the Fantastics for the U.S. Tag Team titles. Just keep that in mind for later. Midnight Express are now the U.S. Tag Champs. We also would see in the main event, Flair defeat Luger in a pretty controversial finish. They go 23 minutes and 13 seconds, and referee Tommy Young, under the orders of the athletic commissioner at ringside, stopped the bout due to Luger bleeding above the eye. Luger had Flair caught in the torture rack. Many fans are believing, of course, that Luger had won since Flair was caught in the hold when the match was stopped and the bell rang. But of course that wasn't the case. And as a reminder, that's the way we started the program. The baby face has a submission hold on the, one of the champion horsemen's and the bell rings. And the first time it was a time limit draw. And the second time it's blood loss. But in reality, there wasn't a lot of blood. And we talked about that last week. <coughs> Luger was not exactly a seasoned professional at doing a lot of blood. Baltimore, Maryland specifically has a rather funky athletic commission and I don't think sometimes they understand it's entertainment. Well, that's a story for another day. Either way, the point is the crowd left the show pissed off, not like in a boo it's heat. I didn't get my way, but in a man, forget this. I ain't coming back. Um, that was the narrative that was, that was written in the torch, the observer and some of my friends who were there in the building that they left unhappy, not like that damn flair did it again. But damn this promotion for doing this. Uh, they just did not like the finish. They crapped all over. And I don't think Luger really recovered ever again. I think in hindsight, if they would have switched the title right there and went with Luger, perhaps his career trajectory could have looked a lot different. By the time he actually gets the belt and flares out of here and he's gone to Vince McMahon, it's just not the same. Uh, what say you? What do you remember about the feeling backstage after that show? Did you think that, man, we might have burned the town? Or were you still just focused on your match and what you were doing and really hadn't paid that much attention to Luger and Flair? Well, mostly, but I, I was kind of aware of what was going on too. And I knew because that Baltimore commission, 100%, if you're bleeding, they stop the match. Legitimate. This is not a bullshit deal. It, it's That's the way they are. They have a, a whole different commission and they have their rules. And if you break their rules, you know, if you don't, if you don't go back and get your, uh, you know, your blood pressure taken and all that stuff before the show, they're back there. You don't go on. They won't let you go on. I mean, they have their rules and they knew if Fluger was bleeding, that they would stop the match. And if it left a, a sour taste in, in the fans, Mouth, I can see that too. And hey, you know what? Hindsight being twenty twenty, I don't think you're going to kill Rick Flair off. If no, you did, if you did put Luger over, that's exactly right. 
Uh, the next day, uh, we're doing TV tapings, and boy, I'm going to butcher this. Is it Salisbury, Maryland, or Salisbury? Salisbury is what I say. Yeah, me too. And you know what? It's a good stake either way. Uh, Nikita, Nikita's now teamed up with Dr. Death. They're going to beat you and Tully by DQ. And then on J- July 13th, I can't believe I missed this, right here in my backyard of Huntsville, Alabama, at the Von Braun Civic Center. And aren't you been to my house? It's right down the road here. It's war games again, baby. There's 3,000 folks here to see the horsemen lose to Sting, Luger, Koloff, and the Road Warriors. The next night, you're doing it again in Chattanooga, Tennessee, once again with war games. This time, Dr. Death is in Nikita's spot. And on the 15th, we're in Richmond, Virginia. This time, Nikita's back in for war games. So three consecutive shows, three consecutive nights of war games. And by the way, on the off chance you went to that show in Huntsville on July 13th, 1988, and you kept a program or a ticket. Hey man, hit me up. I would love to have that in my collection. Uh, I can't believe you guys did a war games right down the street. And, uh, well, my seven-year-old self was not able to attend. You could have got on a bicycle, took your allowance and come on down there. Well, I lived in Prattville at the time by Montgomery. So mom and dad would have got a little weirded out if I tried to pedal three hours. And I, that's how far it takes to drive it. My fat ass couldn't have made it on. That's just the reality. Pedaling could have been about 23 hours. Could it have been? It could have been 23 days for my husky self. <laughs> it would have been quite a deal, but man, that's cool to think about. I didn't even know you guys did a war games here in Von Braun. You know what? I'm reliving it now. I don't recall it, but it is cool. And that's a pretty good house for, you know, that's not a huge town. No. I mean, when WWE runs here now, they're lucky to get 3000 folks in there. Um, and that's, you know, with, with Fox and USA and all that. So the Atlanta TV on July 16th, after you and Tully defeat Tommy angel and Trent Knight, there's a promo from you about the bash pay-per-view this past Sunday. Let's take a listen. This aired July 16th, 1988. It's just under two minutes. Here we go. David Crockett, I'm going to blow two champions horns real briefly. And they're not the two guys that are holding these belts. Nikita Koloff Sting on that fateful night in Baltimore gave the world tag team champions all they wanted and all they could stand. But they came up 30 seconds too short. We've often said the thing in this sport that rises you above anybody else as you go out and you perform nightly. On this given night, Sting did everything he had ever learned through his battles with Ric Flair. Nikita Koloff, the same. Everything they had ever learned from the world champion, they manifested on this night in Baltimore. A lot of people have already said the finest tag match ever recorded on television or anywhere else. But we've often said, we take from your strength. The stronger you are, the stronger we have to be. Our motivation level is at a point exactly conjunctive to where yours is. And if you're at your all-time high, if you're at your all-time peak, if you're at your very best, then we got to rise to meet you. And on this fateful night, when you gave us all we wanted, and you came 30 seconds from that point of being World Tag Team Champions, it displayed two things. You had the talent, you had the desire, and Tully Blanchard had 30 seconds too much guts. He didn't quit. We won't quit. We've never quit. And the bottom line is, we don't rest on our laurels. We perform every night. We'll reinforce the fact we're the finest they are with the four horsemen. The world tag team champions, Kelly Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Man, how about that? 
It's fun stuff, isn't it? It's great. That night at the Greensboro. Go ahead. Well, just it, it just is. This is part of what's a lost art that I wish young guys and girls <clears throat> could fit into their stick and put your opponent over. Mm-hmm. Make them as big as as you know if they deserve it. If they are good, if they are that good, man, just go ahead and admit it because then when you do beat beat that person, it matters. They're a, they're a big deal. It matters. hundred percent. Well said, uh, let's talk about, uh, the next night or that night, rather Greensboro Coliseum, the home of Starcade. It's war games again. And there's 6,632 fans in attendance to see Luger, Dusty, Nikita, Dr. Death, and Paul Ellering defeat the horseman. JJ is going to submit to big dust figure four the next night. Uh, we're in Charleston, West Virginia. It's an eight man cage match here for 6,500 fans. Are you starting to feel it from all these matches or do you, does your body just get calloused after you're doing it night after night? No, you get beat down. You know, I think because we're swigging some beers back in that day, you know, one thing you got to do, you got to remember <clears throat> is you got to drink some water with those beers. Cause buddy, it's easy to get dehydrated. Oh Yeah. You know, and it's it, even though your your body was saying these cold beers sure do taste good. I, why would I want to drink a bottle of water? You know, behind it too, because you're out there sweating your ass off every night. That's the answer, and uh, very very critical to get enough water in your system. Well said. Um, was there a routine for that for hydration? I'm not saying that to be funny, but. Did you guys both like chug a, uh, did everybody chug a leader right after, or what was, was there something on the plane always, or what was the process? Well, you drank three or four beers and then drank a half bottle of water or something, bottle of water, you know, what, you know, whatever. I mean, like I said, we were, that was back in the day, man. We were, we were drinkers, beer drinkers, no formula, just a feel thing. Yeah. July 21st in Cincinnati, you got 4,000 fans there. It's a four on five war games, but the horsemen still lose. Even with the advantage, the next night in St. Louis, it's a regular eight man tag. As you might guess, the baby faces win again, this time in front of 6,000 folks, but man, the four on five war games, y'all got the advantage and you still lose. I I'm not in the wrestling business, but even I might be like, all right, what the shit. Who's the fifth guy, James? Yeah, of course it's JJ. Well, you know, it ain't like, you know, he was at the peak of his career. It was, <laughs> it was like a four, 4.1 was our team. Okay. Fair, fair enough. It's just funny to me that sometimes, you know, when it's a, a regular tag match and JJ interferes, well, that's enough. It's over. You know, like when you have the three on two advantage in a tag match, it's fine, but somehow. If he's locked in the cage with us and it's five on four, we got no shot. Yeah, that's just the way it was, I guess. Yeah, it is. Let's keep it going here. Uh, we're going to do TV on July 23rd. Things are going to get interesting as Jim Cornette and the U.S. Tag Team Champs are going to challenge you and Tully for your world tag team titles. This is good stuff. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors on the street. Jim Cornette lost a shot at the world. They're United States Tag Team Champions. They're number one in line for it. Jim Cornette, what about the rumors? Take a look at it right here on the shoulder. U.S. Tag Team Champions now the longest running 
U.S. Tag Team title twice, brother. We're setting all kind of records at Fantastics. You couldn't be sorrier, and I couldn't be happier. But you're talking about rumors, you see. It ain't no rumor, it's fact, brother. The U.S. Tag Team Champions are number one contenders to the World Tag Team title. Now, for the past nine months, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson have had the World Tag Team title wrapped up, but for six of those months, we've been U.S. Tag Team Champions. What has happened? We haven't got one single world title match. Now, I, you know, there's all kind of reasons for it. I mean, it violates dressing room politics, okay? Maybe they forgot. Maybe the Midnight Express is a can of peas that the Four Horsemen wouldn't necessarily want to open up unless they had to. But maybe, let's give them the benefit of the doubt here today, David. Maybe they don't want to break up any friendships. Well, we don't want to break up any friendships either, brother. You see, JJ and myself have been business associates. Beautiful Bobby Sweet, Stan Tully, and Arn, they always got along. Truth be known, Bobby Eaton is Arn Anderson's best friend. That's why this took a little bit of convincing on my part and took a little bit of talking to beautiful Bobby. But the fact of the matter is, we've been sitting back waiting for somebody to beat Tully and Arn for the belts so we can beat them. But there's only one problem with that theory. There ain't nobody in professional wrestling that can beat Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson except for the Midnight Express. So I'm afraid the time has come, gentlemen, to get some things straight around here. Now the Four Horsemen, the greatest assemblage of single wrestlers that's ever been put together. But the Midnight Express are tag team specialists, and you feel the best tag team combination possible out of the Four Horsemen, which is Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And the fact of the matter is, you ain't as good as the Midnight Express. You never have been. You never will be on your best day, because this is the greatest tag team that's ever set foot in a wrestling ring and we have not only issued the challenge we've signed the contracts we've mailed them off we've done our part if jj Dillon signs the contracts for tully blanchard and arn anderson then there will be a world tag team title match between the midnight express and tully and arn and brother <laughs> like i said we don't want to break up no friendships over this so i tell you what we're going to do ben is how we're nice sportsmen like christian athletes and ben's how these rednecks out here they're probably going to be split as to who they want to cheer for. And some's going to cheer for them. Some's going to cheer for us. Makes no difference what happens. Everybody in the dress room is going to be betting. Some on Tully and Arn, some on us. I tell you what. We're going to disregard all that, JJ, Tully and Arn. And we're going to make it just between us, just like friends. And when we have that match, and when we beat you for the World Tag Team title like you know we're going to do, then we're still, as a magnanimous gesture, going to be friends with you. Because after all, if you'd let a little thing like the title stand between us, then you can't be real friends. And I know you wouldn't have buddied up to us just so we wouldn't ever come after you. I know they wouldn't do that. So just remember, we beat everybody else there is to beat. The only people we haven't beat is the people we ain't wrestled. My God, what a great promo. What a beginning of a great story. It feels like it's going to be the beginning of something really, really big. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it as we get closer to that, that big night in Philadelphia, but man, was Jim Cornette on fire right there or what? He just wrote the manual on creating interest. A match that was on nobody's radar. Now everybody wants to see. Nobody had thought about it. Nobody had talked about it. Jim Cornette put us over, but he put his team just that much above us. And that's textbook on how you build a match. And I guarantee you, when that show went off on the air, people were calling calling their buddies. Hey, you're not going to believe what happened. Because in those days, you didn't even talk about Heel versus heel. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even in the conversation because 
you didn't want to give false hope out there that that was never going to happen. That was, you know, that's why Jimmy's Jimmy. That's why he's in that upper 1% of, of everybody that ever picked up a mic that just, man, that just created a firestorm. That's why Cornette is not in the upper 1%, but the upper upper 10th of 1%. I mean, that, Woof, my goodness, boys and girls. I hope you go watch that again. I'm sure we're going to put it out on Twitter on the orange show. So go find that if you haven't already, but man, it was great stuff. And by the way, that aired on the six Oh five program. Well, on the worldwide program that aired the same day, you and Tully would win a squash match and then had a little response. It's about two minutes long. Let's take a listen. Number one challenge the United States tag team champions against the world tag team champions midnight express against the horseman iron anderson as jim Cornette says he can't beat you until he wrestled you well you know the one thing about this david crockett i find interesting is i am actually very very proud and happy for bobby and stan the success they've achieved is something very few teams ever achieve in a lifetime they are now twice united states tag team champions i'm happy bobby eaton to be honest with you, is one of the finest friends I have on this earth. But you see, when I look at my business and I conduct my business, there was something my grandfather told me one time. He said, a wise man knows his limitations. You stay in your own backyard, you cover your own backside. So, gentlemen, what I want you to do is just cock back and rest on your laurels right now. Enjoy the success, enjoy the financial awards that being the United States Tag Team Champions brings to you. But don't ever, 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 ever get in bed with the horseman because if somebody gets hurt rest assured beyond a shadow of a doubt it'll never be us we're survivors we've always been let's keep this thing on an even kill when work's over let's enjoy each other's company like it's always been you go your way we'll go ours you'll be successful we'll be successful that's the way it was laid out that's the way it should be and i think that'll keep everything in the proper perspective all right what about the two greatest wrestling minds Talking about Jim Cornette, J.J. Dillon. The mental battle there to decide uh, who will be the top dog. Well, I don't really look at it that way. Uh, Jim Cornette, as Mr. Anderson very aptly put it, now manages the United States Tag Team Champions, and I'm sure he can be very proud of his accomplishment. By the same token, uh, I manage the World Tag Team Champions, and I've always had the utmost respect for Mr. Jim Cornette. I think he's a great, great mind in the world of professional wrestling. Um, we don't enjoy the same lifestyles, and that's not being critical of anything, but I'm very proud of where I am, and I think Mr. Anderson has hit the nail on the head. I think right at this time, I think it would be best if things were just left alone. Kelly? Oh. <laughs> I believe they've covered it all well, you know. <laughs> we don't like Motel 6s. My he goodness. Didn't, he didn't go there, did he? Nice little response, but yeah, motel sixes, uh, them's fighting words right there. Are they not? Shit. If it's anybody implying that I'm going to stay at a six, no chance. <laughs> I think Tully might've been a little overboard and, uh, there, but you know, that's Tully. No matter what you say, he's a dick at all times. Well, he knew how to get it done, man. And that was phenomenal. Really, really good stuff. Who's going to take care of your family. If something happens to you, what would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. 
If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to GoliathLife.com. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, SaveWithConrad.com. Was this exciting for you? As you said, it's not something that we see a lot, you know, uh, an all heel affair, bad guys versus bad guys, but you know, it's good. It would be a great match. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are even arguing the two best tag teams in wrestling in that era or the three were the rock and roll express, the midnight express and Arn and Tully. And so now there's a chance for us to mix it up, you know, two of the what three it, right there. Yeah. And here's the thing, Conrad, I don't know how many years I've been in the business. That was, what was that? 88. Yep. I started in 82. So I'm six years in, I had never been involved in a heel angle, heel against heel. You just didn't do it because people didn't give a shit. Two hill teams. Hey, we hate all you guys kill each other. Who gives a damn? Right. That, that was the mentality of the audience. So it wouldn't draw. It wouldn't do anything. So when we saw that reaction and it was, you know, that whole promo was legitimate. The Jimmy cut me and Bobby were best friends, you know, and, and we traveled together and, you know, we, I wasn't always like if it was driving shots out of Charlotte where we're going back home, I'd usually ride with Bobby and Stan. Uh, Cause we're going back to the house. Bobby lived one street over from me. So it was easy to hook up and easy to drop off. And, uh, so everything they said was true. And it just, you know, the audience started going, Hey, yeah, you know, don't, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to say the least. Um, you know, you, you look at the old footage and you, and you take a look and you try to draw parallels to today's product. And I know you and I both think a lot of FTR, uh, it, it, it's clear to me that they've patterned themselves after both the midnight express and you and Tully, do you see more midnights or more horsemen in those fellas? Mm, I think they tend to be more Tully and I than Stan and Bobby. I think that, you know, their, their offense working together on their offensive stuff is excellent, you know, and, and again, you know, Bobby had a lot more skills than either Tully or I, as far as coming off the top, dropping that knee, dropping that leg, you know, had the greatest punch in the business, probably bar none. He had all kinds of tools and, uh, you know, of course, Stan brought that, you know, the female, you know, audience, they love Stan Lane, handsome guy. Yeah. You know, you know, they had, they had a lot of crowd appeal and, uh, Cornette, what do you have? What do you say about Cornette? He could get anything. He could sell anything and, uh, make it sound, you know, legitimate and, uh, create just firestorm with this controversy. So, I mean, I, I could tell it was going to be something unique just from the audience and, uh, I was excited about it. To be perfectly honest with you. It's, uh, it's not the Philly show we're hoping for, but we're back in Philly that same night, 9,473 fans, 7,520 are paid as a reminder. The last time we were there, and we just talked about this last month, 
you guys beat the WWF, but you had way less folks in town because you split the audience. Not the case here. 9,400 is a strong house then now forever. It's going to be dusty Luger, um, Nikita and the road warriors, uh, beating the horsemen in another war games. And then after being in Philadelphia, we're going to do the war games in Johnson city, Tennessee. Uh, we've got TV tapings the next two nights in Savannah, Georgia and Jacksonville, Florida. Those will air in August. And then we do Daytona beach in front of 5,500 fans. Once again, another war games this time with dusty Luger sting and the road warriors taking on you, Tully flair, Kevin Sullivan, and JJ. And, uh, it's noted in late July that Robert Gibson has quit the NWA. Uh, allegedly he was upset over a payoff. He feels like uh, $1,100, which is rumored to be what his pay was for a week of great American bash house shows was way too low. Do you remember this being around the time as we're talking about late July that you and Tully started to be uh, a little frustrated with payoffs or at least hearing about other guys being frustrated with other payoffs? Well, Robert Quinton was a shocker. Yeah. I mean, that's one that, that you really went, holy, wait a minute. Got to be something else uh, surrounding this. This is not just about one week's payoffs. Uh, but if that was for, that was for the week, right? Not for a one shot. For the week. I mean, that had to be. God, I don't even know what that would be, how that could even happen. Uh, now, again, I, have, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, didn't, I haven't talked to Robert about this. I haven't talked to Mr. Crockett about this, David. Uh, but allegedly the rumor is he worked a week's worth of shows, made $1,100 and said, after all this travel, all this hassle, no, thanks. I'm going to go on record and not knowing what it was, having no idea there was something else that those low payoffs could have been a spank slap on the wrist. Oh, for some behavior. from the office, I got you from some kind of behavior that we didn't know about or see or, or something. I just can't believe that they paid Robert for a week's worth of bookings, which would have been probably, probably seven. Right. I mean, yeah. we worked that we worked every day. I mean, it was nonstop. There's no doubt. Um, Again, we don't have the pay stub in front of us. We don't know. But the point is Robert Gibson, after being one of the headline performers for all of 1986, as part of the rock and roll express, here we are halfway, you know, through 88. And he's like, mm, no, thanks. It's a big deal. Oh God, more than a big deal. Those guys were, that was something that you thought you'd never see as those guys break up period would have been like, if, it would have been at that time. God, what else? I don't even, I would say it wouldn't even be as shocking. That was more shocking than the road warriors had they broke up. That's crazy. When you think about it, but yeah, I mean, they were peanut butter and jelly. I mean, they were peas and carrots and they belong together. Yes. Nothing else. There was no second place with those guys. It was Ricky Robert. That's it. Uh, so let's talk about NWA pro and Arizona July 30th. And we have the first verbal confrontation with you, Tully and JJ with Cornette and the Midnight Express. It's fantastic stuff. It's about two minutes. Let's take a listen. Right here, Jim. It had to happen. Natural. Yeah. The two best teams in the world going at each other for the championship. Number one and number two. 
I sent you. I know it's already been signed. I just want to say I'm really looking forward to this, James. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Don't you think this has gone just a little bit too far? No, I, I, think, I think it could go maybe just one step further just as soon as those belts are around the waist of the Midnight Express instead of Tully and Arden. Not that we want to break up any friendships, because once we beat you for the belts, we're such sportsmen, we'll still be friends with you. I promise, you. Oh, JJ, let me cut you off here for a minute. Bobby Stan, we've traveled together, we've partied together, we've shared everything, and I mean everything together. Listen, be satisfied with what you got. Don't cut off your nose to spot your face. You don't need the world tag team titles. Hey, what do you mean we don't need them? Let me tell you something. It's about time we got some big paydays too around here. I think we want a title shot. What about that? That's right, you don't need them. One thing being a world champion takes intelligence. It takes good looks. It takes, you have to be articulate because of the media coverage that you get. And you take about, you can't even talk. Look at this guy right here. You can't even have a You put your finger back in my face, or on me, I'm going to make you eat it, you punk. You piece of garbage, you piece of trash. That's all you are. You piece of trash. You piece of junk. JJ takes the glasses off as we go to commercial. Dude, we're building towards something special. This is great stuff, is it not? I did I think that's the first time I ever heard Bobby speak. I mean, in a microphone, he didn't do it very often, but that was actually pretty decent. And it sets up a bunch of title matches in August, which we're going to talk about next week. But we finished July uh, with that night as Dusty Luger staying in the Road Warriors and Paul Ellering beating the horseman and Kevin Sullivan in a 12 man Tower of Doom match at the Capitol center. And then we wrap up at the Kobo arena. I uh, got 7,000 fans there on July 31st, sting Luger and the road warriors defeating the horseman in 21 minutes, man, what a month. I mean, what a promo from, from the horseman and the midnight express right there. What a confrontation, but then and it's not televised a 12 man tower of doom match. My goodness. You guys are pulling out all the stops here. God almighty. That Tower of Doom, that's that three cage thing, right? Yeah, the atrocity that is the three cage. Yes. Oh, it's rotten, rotten concept. Hard to work, hard, uh, just, yeah, that's one of those that did not work. Now, we know we're going to get a series of matches with the Midnight Express, but man, the one that we really want to talk about happens in September, but that's in two weeks. Next week, it's all about August 1988. It feels like things are coming to a head, man. We're on a a fun streak here with at least your career and what's going on behind the scenes and all things 1988. Well, by Lane saying, Hey, we want some of those big payoffs. I got a feeling he was shooting. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'm trying to put this together and have my head now, Robert quits over payoffs lane, throwing that out there. Maybe that's more real. And you know, it just, yeah, it just seems like maybe there was some stuff. Maybe the payoffs had went, started to go down for no apparent reason. And I'm trying to jog this old memory of mine, but that sounds like maybe some stuff was starting to happen. A lot of stuff happening. And, uh, 
We're going to talk about it next week here on the program. Can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. I'm having a lot of fun talking about 1988 with Arn. And Arn, uh, we got a lot of these clips posted up for fans to see over on Twitter. But more importantly, we hope if you enjoyed today's program, you'll you'll check out our sponsors, try to support them. They allow us to keep doing this show each and every week, right, Arn? Yeah, man. And we appreciate all of them, each and every one of them. Because, hey, guys, this is my opportunity to say thank you. I had to go several decades without having the opportunity or having a vehicle to just thank all the wrestling fans out there for giving me the career that I have without you guys, I wouldn't have had it. And we can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you'll tell your friends about your new favorite podcast every weekend. Look forward to Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.